welcome to the Hypocritical View podcast. I'm your host, T.B. Cooper. That was the dog. Sorry. Anyways, it's been a while, huh? So I started this podcast last year, 2019, and had every intention of continuing it. And now it's December of 2020. So what happened? Well, January 25th happened which, haha, today's episode is all about coincidences, and uh, yeah, that coincidentally is my husband's birthday. Um, But that's not what this is about. What happened that day in 2019 was what inspired me to record the episode that will follow, well, the segment that will follow this little intro that I felt was necessary uh, to record before I I can move forward and... um, You'll see what I mean here in a second. So, let's forget about 2020 for a minute. Because <laughs> that's totally easy to do. Um, what a fucking year. But, anyways, let's instead head back to January of last year. Do you remember any of it? I didn't. Um, I mean, I kind of did, but I had to find out what else was going on just prior to uh, still be able to make my case for the coincidence claim, Um, because at the time I couldn't find my notes for this whole episode that I'm doing. Um, Anyways, in in the segment that's going to follow, again, after this little intro here, um, I say at the end that I'll talk next about Roger Stone, but I never ended up recording that next segment. Um, Recording the first segment was too painful, and even though at the time I thought I was okay. See, in late December of 2018 and into January of 2019, which now feels like um, a million years ago, um, our government was shut down. It was shut down as the biggest man-child in the world through a fit just to prove that he could, and it was, to put it lightly, chaotic. 35 days in total, it lasted. In fact, on January 25th of 2019, two separate bills, one presented by the GOP and one from the Democrats, on how to possibly reopen the government after a five-week-long shutdown, both failed to pass. Both were in their own ways written to attempt to appease the whiny little turd, but to no avail. Then, Roger Stone was arrested, and lo and fucking behold, by the next day, January 26th, what looked to be another long stalemate was instantly resolved by Trump quickly signing what he called a temporary reopening, but we all know there wasn't another shutdown after that. Um, Anyway, there was a lot more I wanted to say about that story, and in the next segment, I mentioned there were actually um, three stories in total that I wanted to talk about, but for the life of me, I don't know what the third one was. Like, I I have no idea. I even ended up finding my notes in the middle of getting ready to figure out what I wanted to say for this um, intro, and there's nothing in there. There's no note on there that says what the third coincidence example that I was going to use was, so I'm I'm sorry. Um, But anyways, at this point, I could talk forever about coincidences and focus solely on the last four-year-long shit show we've witnessed. But, alas, 
I'll have to save that for further episodes down the line when we get to for historic or historical purposes pick apart the debacle that is the Trump presidency but before I go I wanted to say a few things regarding the next segment things that I need to say and if I get a little choked up just deal with it because I need to get this off my chest so I debated with myself for a long time if I should even publish what I recorded in fact if you follow me elsewhere you might have heard me mention that I've been out of sorts well it was this episode that kind of started that spiral just reliving those memories rips my soul to shreds I had thought that my husband was cheating on me And even though nearly four years after the fact and many long and sincere conversations with my husband, it still hurts. So why hit the publish button? Because I recorded it. Because I needed to say it. I needed to vocalize my experience to know that I wasn't crazy. My husband doesn't speak a lot unless he has something to say. He's slow to speak because he thinks deeply. But for me, when it matters, silence isn't necessarily golden. In many ways, especially when I'm hurting, it's lethal. So I'll never know the truth. But as with most things I've been through, I've moved past it. We, as a couple, have moved past it. So why hit publish? Because it still hurts. And I feel like I need to, to be able to move on and let go. Otherwise, I have only two other choices. Keep it as a voice recording that may one day be lost somehow, or delete it. And I think neither of those options would be proactively healing for me personally and I want to heal I'm tired of reliving it and I think if I just send this out there out into the ether then I can forget and finally let go and then one last thing technically two but one last thing regarding the segment um Whatever your opinion might be, please understand that I chose my husband and I chose to stay with him and to be with him. And since, number one, there's no proof, and I don't think there will ever be any proof, I don't think I will ever have any way of ever knowing, and it could all just be (laughs) a coincidence um, or a misunderstanding, who knows. Um, And then number two, he's my husband, so my problem. I ask that you be kind in any responses or comments you might have. Like if you were ever to see us and you were ever to meet him, I certainly don't want anybody throwing any hate towards him just because of how I perceived a situation. He stands by the fact that nothing ever happened and I'm... I'm of the persuasion that 
when we had a very long, deep conversation about it, right at the time when it had happened, he had opened up to me and we'd had such a sincere conversation. And I saw what was going on through his eyes and my feelings at the time was that he was not lying to me at all. Um, I believed him completely and I understood exactly why things looked the way that they did. But now, nearly four years later, I couldn't possibly tell you what that conversation was that we had. But I sure the fuck can tell you how badly everything that led up to that conversation had hurt. So I think this is more so about me and my pain versus him because we can be in a situation and we can perceive it one way and that's just from our vantage point and maybe that's not at all what's happening so regardless I need to let this go um I just went off on a tangent I had written down what I wanted to say um, he's my husband, my problem. Okay. I ask that you be kind in any responses or comments you might have. I do love him and he is my partner. And like me, he is broken. Together, we pick up the pieces and with compassion and understanding, we rebuild. Okay. So I'm going to attach that segment here in just a second. And then we all can collectively move on to something a bit more interesting, perhaps, um, I'm excited to produce more pon- podcast content uh, once again. There's so much shit I want to talk about. Yeah. I just, I, I need to let this one go. So that's why I'm finishing this up. In fact, I'm going to call this like episode five and this is of season one and this is like season one finale. <laughs> starting over, starting fresh. Yeah. Um, but before I go, um, I I do have some good news. Um, I started another podcast, uh, here on Anchor and this is with my mom and it's called Mimosas with Mommy. And the first episode, um, I'm actually in the middle of editing it. Uh, that will be available this Sunday, December 6th. And, uh, you know, won't you join us as we, uh, sit and drink? Whatever's available, this particular episode wasn't mimosas. We actually had some uh, Irish coffees because that's just what we had. Um, she's, we're gonna sit down. She's gonna tell me her life story. And she was born in China during World War II. So you'd better believe she's lived a very interesting life. So again, that's called Mimosas with Mommy. And that will be every Sunday starting this coming Sunday, December 6th. And uh, really excited about that and then as far as this episode or this podcast this hypocritical view podcast goes I'm thinking about trying to get an episode up every Wednesday we'll see how that goes because I am creating content over on YouTube and I'm trying to get back to blogging I'm just trying to do it all because I don't know how much time I have left Uh, so I'm just I'm gonna work and work and work until I can't work anymore so there it is So I love you guys. Thank you so much for stopping by. 
take good care of yourselves, be kind to each other. And if you really feel like listening to my pain, (laughs) uh, which I mean, on the surface, it kind of doesn't sound like I'm upset, but me, because I know me, I can hear it. But anyways, I'll attach that segment next and, uh, I'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye. Hello again, and welcome to the Hypocritical View podcast. I'm your host, TB Cooper, and today I want to talk about coincidences. Um, I don't believe in them. (laughs) When everything lines up, when the stars align, when the outcome is either predictable or just too right, it's not a coincidence. A coincidence cannot be logically explained. Is randomness a thing? Obviously, there are those that will argue with me. Maybe we would discuss odds and probability. I'm sure there are plenty of folks out there more adept at debating this issue than me, but I'd like to give three examples, short-ish stories, if you will, of times I felt that the events that took place were not coincidence. I'll begin by reading this post I put on my Facebook page back in 2017 when I knew, deep down in my heart, I just knew that my husband was cheating on me. Um, And then I'll give you a bit of an explanation. And just a little side note here, um, because I did actually write this whole little um, episode out, or at least the bigger portion of it. Um, I do want to just say that I did already talk a bit about my husband cheating on me in my last episode. Um, So if you kind of wanted to hear more about that, although I think I'm going to go more in depth this one. But yeah, anyways, you can check that out. So um, all right. So here's the post that I had put on Facebook. Again, this is back in 2017, um, I believe in February. And uh, all right, so here it is. It's it's kind of short. All right, so quote, just to clarify, a coincidence is not a daily routine, nor is it a sudden change of one. A coincidence happens once, maybe twice over an undetermined amount of time. You cannot set your clock to a coincidence, nor can you predict with a high 90% accuracy its occurrence. You're welcome. Hope this helps to no one in particular. End quote. So now I received a few comments on this. One friend called me out saying, no one in particular. Yeah, right. And then another friend offered, no such thing as coincidence. We are always where we are supposed to be. I call it karma. And then another friend added, uh, no such thing, synchronicity. I'd also posted a few days before this post that, um, my own little quote that I happen to like, uh, quote, logic and coincidence make a dangerous pair, end quote. So here's the deal with, uh, with that first post that I read, All right? My husband and this other person both worked about an hour away. And by the way, since I'd never told this woman that I'd suspected an affair and this event is in the past, I won't say who it was because it's a moot point. Anyway, there was construction going on, uh, the route that they'd both take to get home every day that would have arguably added time to their commutes, no doubt. But here's the first coincidence. Every day without fail, they'd both arrive within 15 minutes of each other. It was not always that way. They both claimed their commute now took two hours. And this is both, you know, in separate conversations. Um, So still there was nothing suspicious. 
uh, except a little weird seeing as one worked much further away than the other to where one would have only had um, about an hour and 20 tops. The other feasibly two hours with lots of traffic, but okay, still no biggie, but there's more. My husband and I have always had a really healthy sex life. We do it often, but we're also busy people and sometimes it's just inevitable that we enjoy quickies, you know, less than 30 minutes. In and done and, you know, I, I, I come a handful of times, he gets his, we're good, life is great, we go on. <clears throat> but what started happening right at the same time was all of a sudden my 40 plus year old husband was having the stamina and endurance to basically wreck me for an hour or more at least um, every other night. And this was great. <laughs> I fucking loved it. I, I hadn't thought anything about it. Um, but he was at the time um, still an alcoholic. Uh, at this point, we've been together for like over a decade, about 11 years, whatever. Um, so I knew, according to him, that he uh, was stopping at the bar up the street before coming home to have a shot of uh, scotch. And then at home, he'd have wine, he'd be pissed at the kids or at the house in general, but then he would want to fuck for a few hours before bed. And um, okay, you know that's still great, right? <laughs> I have a voracious sex drive, so I still didn't see a problem with that. Um, now, to be clear, my husband has never made me feel that he was unfaithful. Yes, He'd had moments of depression and anger, but I knew he had issues of his own that he needed to work out on his own time. And at this point, um, again, like I said, we'd, we'd been together for almost 11 years, and I was just happy that we were once again fucking like we were on our honeymoon, which we never really had a honeymoon. We kind of just moved in together and been together ever since. Um, so this continued for a couple of weeks. Then I did my painting party. And again, I talked about this in the last episode. So um, if you're not familiar with it, again, let me just... You know, tell you okay um so we we painted a dick banana okay and it was like for valentine's day and so it's a banana but it looks like a dick and anyways um like i said i had mentioned in the last episode but what i i hadn't mentioned in that episode was that uh my friend um i had her ask a few of her fuck buddies if they could um <clears throat> model for us basically be naked and dicks hanging out to kind of inspire the mood which they did um and my husband knew this would be happening and he was okay with it like completely he trusted me he had no reason not to and even though i was dressed super slutty to fit the part and i had two strange dicks flopping within arm's reach for a couple of hours he still expressed no concern and um Another little side note here. Uh, it was just slightly uncomfortable to see new dicks so up close and personal after having only seen my husband's uh, magical penis for more than a decade. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it's magical. I, I, I love this dick. Sorry. But um, so even for a reformed whore like myself, just saying, it was it was a little bit uncomfortable. Um, yeah. <laughs> kind of embarrassing like you know you have to look but then you're like oh I don't really want to look and then I looked and I'm like ah oh, why did I look but um okay anyway so <sighs> back to the story so um I do this party okay with live dicks in my presence I'm dressed pretty damn sexy 
like uh, I've I have a uh, all of us so okay it was just ladies besides the two dicks okay we, we all have a great time my husband comes to pick me up you know help me pack up everything and I'm slightly drunk because we were doing uh, blowjobs and that's the shots that I'm talking about okay because uh, what else do you do at a party with a bunch of dicks right you gotta do blowjobs and uh, then we were also doing, you know, jello shots and we were drinking wine and oh, it was a little bit tipsy, you know, and uh, we go home and we have an amazing night of sex and, you know, lasts for a few hours and okay, it's great. And then a couple days later, my sister makes like an offhand remark and she says something along the lines of, it was a bit odd that my husband was okay with the whole live dick models thing. And I was like, okay, why? And she basically said maybe he was okay with it because he probably decided it would allow him, uh, basically, like you know, like earn points or whatever. It would it would allow him to be able to go out, you know, with, with the guys to like a strip club or something. But uh, my husband, he he's never he's never liked strip clubs. Okay, like that's a thing that I know, like for as long as we've been together, that's just never been his thing. And he doesn't even really go hang out with his friends. He's like mildly antisocial um so i just was like okay you know whatever but so at this point i'm still cool for a couple of days okay i hadn't even had any of these thoughts of infidelity they, they hadn't come into my mind and then valentine's day came and he got home like an extra hour late so basically three hours after quote unquote getting off of work and he came home we did not have sex I didn't even get a kiss. I didn't get any loving, like nothing. So typical female that I am, I was at least, you know, bare minimum. I was kind of irritated, um, but I was still not suspicious. Okay. In fact, my suspicions did not get raised until two, maybe three days later. And so for, for whatever reason, call it fate, right? Call it a coincidence. All right. Whatever you wish, but I had to run an errand and on my way back home there was like this little voice in me that was like hey and it was like roughly 6 20 in the evening and the voice told my van to pull into the parking lot of the bar by our house yeah and uh so this was basically like an hour and 20 minutes from when my husband would have gotten off of work i mean he would have got off at five okay you get that right I mean, five six twenty it's an hour twenty minutes right okay so and i parked <laughs> right next to his bike and uh well his motorcycle just to be clear okay um and that bike had just obviously been shut off like it was really clear it was still doing a little tick 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 thing whatever all right so now i've <laughs> In hindsight, I've kicked myself a million times since. They're not just staying in my van and waiting and watching to see what I might see. You know, things might be so much different now had I done that. You know, I always think, okay, what what would I have seen? What would have happened if I had just waited? But I didn't. Okay. Um, instead... I stormed into the bar. I walked up to him as he was just uh, taking a seat and simply remarked to his very surprised face because he clearly was shocked to see me. 
In fact, I'd almost go as far as to say that, like, it was like, oh, you're not the one I was expecting. Uh, but that could just be my assumption. Whatever. Um, when he turned around and he saw me, I was just like, hey, funny you made it here in such a short time. And, you know, that's what I said. But my demeanor, my positioning, you know, the, the, the way I was posturing, and then my eyes basically said what I was just, I was so dumbfounded and I refused to say and do in public. You know, I wanted to be like, you know, you motherfucker, you've been lying to me and fucking around, haven't you? Like, who the fuck are you waiting for? And sure the fuck wasn't me, was it? And, uh, oh, did I surprise you? You know, <laughs> and, and, and then some. And um, basically, if looks could kill, you know, like he'd be ripped apart and the whole bar would basically be just this huge bloody mess. But um, I, I kept my composure for the most part. I mean, when the waitress walked up to me, she was like, hi, I'm Nancy. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say that. I was like, hi. Yeah, and I don't want to fucking drink. Thanks. Mind you, never mind. Shout out, Nancy. I love you. You're great. I love her now. But right then it was like, not the time. Not the time, sweetheart. Like, <laughs> it was my first encounter with her. But, you know, since she's she's a great, wonderful lady. But um, anyways, yeah. Um, so he basically, he just kind of looks at me and... Uh, he said something along the lines of, uh, yeah, I, I just made really good time today. You know, some bullshit, right? Anyway, uh, I, I didn't even, I couldn't even stay in his presence. So I just kind of like, I left. I went, I got in the van and I went home and then he arrived maybe 10 minutes afterwards. And then the other woman, she didn't arrive uh, to her home until uh, like she conveniently in my perception, stayed away for, you know, at least another hour or so. Um, mind you, that was 10 minutes that, you know, I'm like, hey, you totally had time to call her or text her. And he's like, hey, you want to see my phone? You know, those are things that we've gone over. And I'm like, you know, anybody who's having an affair, who's not stupid, uh, the first thing you do is, you know, you delete your calls, you delete your, your text messages. And unfortunately, um, like for his phone, and for like all the kids phones they're all on metro pcs and i don't have that ability to do the whole phone log thing or at least at the time i didn't i think it is a thing now but i don't i don't know it's irrelevant anyway so <clears throat> all i know is that that moment that i saw his bike is when all of the coincidences that i had mentioned and many more that i there's just for the sake of time there's just not enough time to go over all of them um it's like that moment that I saw the bike. That's when it all started getting pieced together. Okay. And remarkably, like, wouldn't you know, remarkably, every single day after that day, it no longer took him more than an hour and 20 to get home. Period. Like every single day since. I mean, he doesn't work an hour and 20 away anymore. He actually works in town now. Um, but for like the next year, he was getting home in an hour and 20 minutes. It was just, it was fucking amazing. Like, wow, how did that happen? I don't even know, right? <sighs> Anyways, there's more to the aftermath part of this story. But again, for the sake of time, I'll save those maybe for another day. Um, <clears throat> because this really isn't an episode about him cheating, or rather, the possibility 
that he cheated. This is instead about coincidences and the lack of uh, such a thing. Okay. So before I move on to my next example, my next little short story, whatever, um, I do want to state very clearly that it was never proven if my husband cheated. I never confronted the other woman. And uh, because as far as I was concerned, I mean, you know, somebody comes up to you, you know, hey, are you fucking my husband? Of course, you know, you'd be like, well, most women, I'm assuming, or most men, most people, they're like, no, I'm totally not, right? Um, you know, especially if that person, you know, if you're kind of under their, uh, their help, if they're helping you in any way, and you want to continue to get that help, you're certainly not going to be like, yeah, I'm totally screwing your husband, um, especially if it's benefiting you. If that, if, you know, the wife's help or the wife and husband's help or, you know, just most people are kind of shitty like that. Right. So I never confronted her and, uh, you know, there was just, there was just too much going on where I just, no, I'm not going to. Plus again, I know I've said this in like one or two episodes that it was more about my husband and the marriage than it was about her. Um, I can accept when somebody is okay with biting the hand that feeds you, you know, or shitting in your own backyard. I can understand that, you know, that's just the kind of person you are. Um, but for my husband, who I call my equal, this was a bigger, a big, this was bigger than just, you know, okay, he cheated on me if he did. And again, I've said this before. I had told him there's, there's never any way for me to ever feel like you did not. There's no way to prove that you did not. It can only be proven that you did. Uh, that's, that's all that can ever happen. You know, the seed of doubt was planted and, um, it, it, anyways, this is something that I've decided to take as an experience in my life. Okay. We've been through a lot, like we've been through hell and back like 18 times. And so for me, I, I was just like, you know, this is, this is an experience and, um, our marriage now is stronger because of it. And I did, um, that night that I found him, um, early at the bar, I did cut my wedding ring. Okay. So like the, the underneath of the wedding ring, that's, you know, on the, on the palm side, not the upside, but I did cut it. I took some wire cutters to it and I just snipped that bitch. And, um, I did not put that ring back on until we, as a couple, flew out to Michigan uh, in June of that same year to visit our friends. Um, they were renewing their vows after 20 years, and uh, they themselves had been through their own versions of hell, and a pretty bad one, uh, just 10 years earlier. So for me, I was like, okay, you know, him and I, were going to fly away to go see our friends that, you know, we, we met each other through. And they have a wonderful relationship. And again, I've spoken about this in the last episode that, you know, the Jay and Lisa and I love them and they're, they're a really good example of a great marriage. And, you know, I'm going there with my husband and I figured, okay, you know what, it's time to move on. So I put that ring back on and I told him, I told my husband that the ring really is, uh, it's symbolic of me and of our marriage that even though if it gets fixed and mended, which at the time I had kind of soldered it back together, but um, 
I did a really shitty job, so it just kind of broke apart again. Um, but I mean, it's still wearable. It just it's kind of like, you know, it's just not connected anymore. Um, I told him, I said that, you know, it was just a reminder of what we've been through and um, that, yeah, the, the scar is still, it, it's still going to be there. You know, scars build character. They remind us what we've been through. <laughs> they remind us what we've survived. And that was, that was something big. So that, that's, that's my wedding ring. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that, that was my choice. All right. Um, it, and it wasn't, it wasn't to, uh, to not believe him when he swore that he didn't. And he openly, uh, discussed with me, um, you know, a lot of understanding and compassion, uh, why we ended up at this point as a couple. Okay. Um, that wasn't, um, it wasn't my choice to just be like, oh, okay, you know, I don't believe you. It wasn't, it had nothing to do with if I believed him or not. But I, I love logic. <laughs> and, you know, I, it was basically, look, A and B plus C and D is really equaling up to E. And uh, unless you can give me a different way of solving this equation, guess what? This is what I'm going with. Because, again, coincidence is... Um, really not a thing you know there's a lot of coincidences going on I have to take it for face value <clears throat> but you know we talked about it and uh, there ended up being other possible explanations um, and I, I didn't disbelieve him um, and and there's a part of me that you know, I don't, I don't, I don't carry this with me on the surface. I know deep, deep down, if I think about it, like right now, I'm just in a really good mood. I'm really, really in a good fucking mood. Um, this is like my third day in a row that I've woken up being like, oh, fuck yeah, we're rich. You know, and I'm like, wow, this is great. Cause you know, it's all about the mindset thing and, and getting ready to, you know, do big things. And uh, I don't want to say, hey, no, we're not rich. But when I say that maybe we're like $10 or hundred errors, uh, yeah, like that's probably where we're at right now. Like not thousand errors, not millionaires, not billionaires, but I have faith that it's going to be soon. Like, you know, we're, we're doing some things again. I'm launching a business in March and I'm super excited about it. And, uh, you know, I've, I've walked through hell. My God, I've walked through hell and, uh, Okay, I'm totally getting off track here. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm choosing. I am choosing not to be a victim. And for me, there's there's worse things that can tear apart a marriage. And I haven't had something where I'm just like, absolutely no. I mean, there. granted, my patience is completely through the roof. There's, uh, you know, I've been told before that I have the patience of a saint, which is why I've always made this joke that, you know, when I die, I want to be mummified. I want to be put in a glass coffin, but I want to have a mold of my hand made. <laughs> so that, I know this probably sounds really, really crazy and out there, but I don't care. This is me. So, uh, you know, like my mom says, deal with it. So this, this is who I am. I want to have a, a mold of my hand. Or maybe just my actual mummified hand sticking out. But anyways, so that way people can come and be like, dude, I need some patience. And then they just kind of rub my hand and they're like, oh, OK, 
okay, I got some patience, right? Because like, that's how much patience I have. I am so willing to work through things. It's very hard, not hard. It's not hard for me to draw the line, but when I see that potential, I mean, we're talking about my husband was an alcoholic back then and he, you know, just stopped drinking in August of this year that just passed. And he is, he's that person now. He is that person that I knew, I knew he would be, you know, some people take longer to work through their demons. I happen to just not have time for bullshit. And I've been, I've been actively working on myself and my positivity and my, you know, cheeriness, right? My, my happy disposition. I've been working on this like my whole, whole life. I'm about to be 40 in October. And I don't remember a single time in my life where I was not trying to be better and not try to be like somebody. I didn't want to emulate somebody else. I wanted to be a better person. That was me. Fuck, I am still getting off topic. Okay, um, well, I am watching a little counter thingy on here, and I know I'm going to have to stop soon, which is great because there's like a whole nother section that I haven't quite written yet. So let me wrap this segment up first. This is the one about my husband possibly cheating on me. Um, what was I saying? Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, not being a victim. Sure, got that. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So um, it was my choice to choose to move on and to grow from this experience, okay? And to give forgiveness and to accept it in return. And yeah, like, what did I need to accept forgiveness for? Well, cause I'm a crazy fucking bitch and it's kind of hard to be with me. I'm pretty intense. And, um, you know, sometimes I just kind of let the relationship and life get away. And that's what I was doing while he was doing the same thing. And, you know, while he was in his hole of depression, I basically had like high function depression where, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing things because I absolutely have to, that's what I had to do. So I have to keep going. But meanwhile, like he's missing life period. And I would get really upset and bitter about it because if I'm running the farm and I'm taking care of the kids, and you're stuck in a bottle you know i'm probably gonna hate you you know and so there was a lot of just brooding uh animosity towards each other that just had been building but you know uh we could have like just let the marriage fall apart we could have gotten a divorce and you know split up all of the uh the property that we have and you know get rid of all the animals which we have like fucking what at this time like three four hundred animals at the time everything from alpacas and llamas and horses to every kind of poultry and the pigs, goats, sheep, the, the whole bit, right? You know, plus like, you know, million kids and it's just a lot. I'm like, fuck, that's not what I want to do. Like, is there a way that we can get through this? Like, do we still love each other? Can we get through this? So, you know, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to wrap that part up right now because when I move on to the next example it's going to be about um, my it's actually funny because it was on my husband's birthday his birthday is January 25th and that's basically when Trump made his announcement that he was going to be opening up the government and uh, yeah it was that day that this idea of this 
coincidental post crossed my mind and that will be the next thing I'm going to talk about. Thank you.